Hey everybody, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. Thanks so much for listening in today. This is the 20th episode of Living for the Day. How fun. And I'm excited because we're talking about evangelism today and how that ties in with living for the day. I'm really excited because I've invited my dear friend Jimmy Chacon to uh, just encourage us. And I've invited him because he so inspires me um, in my faith and in uh, sharing the gospel to have a heart to see people come to know Christ. I think of 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 14 that just says, don't, look, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct, in love and faith and in purity. And Jimmy's someone who just so uh, inspires me, even though he's um, younger than me. So thanks so much for listening in. We're going to talk about evangelism, sharing our faith, and I really believe that uh, God will have something to encourage or equip you with through this episode. So here we go. Let's jump right in. Welcome, everyone, to this 20th episode of Living for the Day. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited because I have a dear friend and someone I uh, am so inspired by, Jimmy Chacon. What's awesome is, Jimmy, you uh, have been a student in the youth group I'm a pastor of. I have. But you've become a dear friend to me, and I look up to you. You inspire my faith so much. And yeah, say hi to everybody. Ah, hey, guys. I'm stoked to be here. I'm so glad to have you, Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, we are talking about evangelism yes. in this podcast, so I'm so excited for that. But this, before we get there, we are talking, uh, this podcast is all about living for the day yeah. that we see Jesus so can I just ask you, Jimmy, what are you excited for for the day? Man, I'm so excited. I think one of the things that comes to mind is when I get to eternity, when I get to see Jesus face to face, he won't be a stranger to me. Wow. I'm going to already know him. I'm going to be familiar with his character, with his voice. And so I'm just excited to see, see someone who I already know. And so I'm excited for that. My goal is to hear, good job, <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. And so I'm excited that when I get to eternity, I'll be meeting someone that I already know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jimmy, uh, just so podcast listeners can like uh, kind of know kind of about our friendship a little bit, yeah. just... Tell something about your experience in CA students or just, yeah. you know, kind of us doing discipleship together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. So I just graduated high school. And so I've been a part of six, seven, eight and CA students since I was in sixth grade. Um, and I remember really the Lord just took a hold of my heart when I was around, um, I'd say like seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Um, and Jake noticed that I was hungry and so reached out and was like, hey, would love to get coffee with you. We started our friendship there. Um, and I remember when I was in middle school, there was a Starbucks right next to my middle school. 
And so about every, was it every like Tuesday or something? I don't know exactly what it was. I don't was, know what it was. But special. So every, every week, Jake and I would meet up at the Starbucks right next to um, my middle school. I think I was in eighth grade and he would, <laughs> he would come down and we had a goal of speaking to like three people and preaching the gospel to three people at the Starbucks, at the Vons right next to there. Um, and it was just so fun. We got to do life together. And so I was just so honored that at, in eighth grade, Jake had that challenge for me. And so I just love doing life with you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, just kind of like walking around that parking yeah. lot, you know, <laughs> yeah. by the Starbucks and the Ralphs and just it's like, so fun. you know, is there someone, God, that you would want to bless, you yeah. know, that you would want to just show yeah. your love, you know? It's and so fun. I remember a challenge that mm-hmm. I think it's the challenge you're talking about, um, where it was just like, Hey guys, let's, let's, let's be radical. Like let's yeah. live this out. And yeah. Let's share our faith. And I yeah. remember my part of the challenge was to like pray for two people yeah. every day that I didn't know. Yeah. So I was kind of like going up to strangers. <laughs> it's and crazy. It was, it was a pretty radical challenge <laughs> no, for me. it was. And, yeah. and I still look back on that and I was like, wow, that was a moment of, of deep faith. And I think yeah. you know, that was an important moment for you as well oh, in absolutely. terms of just going after it. Yeah. No, I remember I think my challenge was preach the gospel to at least one person every single day. Wow. And so after doing that for like a couple of weeks, it started becoming second nature. It started becoming so fun. And you always have to get over that like initial hurdle of like, I don't know you. I'm about to tell you about Jesus. <laughs> but the more I did it, the more I like learned strategies, learned learned ways to do it. Um, and it just became fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jimmy, I know uh, that evangelism is really important to yes. both of us. Yeah. And I wanted to have you on the podcast as we talked about evangelism because I just believe you carry something yeah, thank you. Uh, for a passion for people coming to know Christ and for people encountering Jesus. And I yeah. love that. And I just wanted uh, people listening to the podcast to be inspired by you. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's just get right into it. This is a podcast about living for the day, yes. the day when Jesus returns, the day we see him face to face. Jimmy, what mm. comes to your mind when I ask you the question, what does evangelism mm. have to do with living for the day? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, first of all, the reason I think Jake and I are both so passionate about evangelism is because it has to do with living for the day and because Jesus himself is passionate about evangelism. Right. The Bible says that he desires that all would be saved, that none should perish. And so that's one of the reasons I'm passionate about preaching the gospel. Um, but the, the reason I think it ties into living for the day, um, I think it's pretty simple and pretty straightforward, is that when I preach the gospel and someone responds and gives their life to Jesus, there's an eternal consequence. There's an eternal right. value to that. And so to me, I look, I'm not just preaching the gospel so that someone could say yes to Jesus here on earth, but when they say yes to Jesus, they're saying yes to eternity right. with God. And so it, it impacts their eternity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Living for the day. Come on. That's so huge. And I just think like, <laughs> let's just jump right into it. Yeah. I mean, we believe that yeah. eternity is at stake. Yeah, it's true. And I don't want to be someone who backs up from that. Right. I believe that the Bible teaches uh, that Jesus himself taught, not just like the Bible or the church, but Mm -hmm. Jesus himself taught that he's the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Yeah. Uh, Jesus taught so much about hell. Yeah. uh, And he didn't want anybody to go there. 
Yeah. And, and he warned so much about it. And I think, um, maybe it's become less popular. Yeah. It's not like a fun thing to talk about the idea of hell, the idea of being separated from God for eternity. Mm. But, um, I know that it's the love of Christ that compels us as second Corinthians five talks about, Mm. but also Jamie, I think we don't have to be ashamed to say, I don't want to go to hell. I'm scared of hell and I don't want anyone else to go to hell and be apart from Jesus Christ for eternity. Can Mm. you talk any, any about that? Just any of like, um, the reality of eternity again. And absolutely. Yeah, I just think sometimes it can be really dangerous to lean either way to really emphasize hell or to really underemphasize hell. And it can be dangerous um, if we don't talk about it because it's true and it, and it should be something weighty because eternity is at stake. People's, yeah, people's eternities are at stake. But then also we want to remember like this commandment to preach the gospel, the Great Commission. It's not burdensome. It's something that we get to join mm. Jesus in. It's something that we get to partner with him in. And it's something that we don't have to feel a burden over, but it's something that we should feel some level of responsibility for. Because if we don't preach the gospel, who will? Right. You know, right. who will preach the gospel if we don't? That's so good. Yeah. Because like, and there's also maybe a tendency sometimes, Jimmy, of like, well, maybe somebody else would do it. Right. You know, uh, or somebody else will do it and like, oh, yeah. it's ultimately in God's hands. Right. right. But right. I just think that's the wrong like yeah. way to look at it. Like we see yeah. in scripture yeah. that, um, there is an element of yeah. like human free will. Yeah. And there is an true. element of responsibility. I think of even, I'm just going to flip open to first Corinthians nine. Um, if I can find that really quick. Yeah. And Paul is like, he says, Though I'm free and belong to no one in this is first Corinthians nine, nineteen through twenty-two. Though I'm free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Mm. To the Jews wow. I became like a Jew to the win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, mm. though I'm not though I'm not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I Mm. might save some. Wow. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share Mm. in its blessings. It's like, Paul obviously thought that there was some Mm. responsibility, right? Mm. To, like, I gotta gotta do this thing. And he says, like, that I might save some. Obviously, it's God who saves, Mm. but we see some of that responsibility. What, I don't know what comes to your mind, so Jimmy, in terms of like our responsibility to share the gospel. Yeah. I mean, Jesus gave us before he ascended into heaven, the great commission to go into the world, to preach the gospel, to make disciples. Um, and you just even see throughout the whole new Testament, Paul, and it just keeps reiterating our responsibility as believers to be examples, to preach the gospel. Like I think of Romans one, where it says, Paul, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power to save. And even before that, he says, I'm eager to preach this good news. And so I think it's a responsibility. But the more I preach the gospel, I think the more I also start to see it as something that I don't have to do, Hmm. but something I get to do and I get to join in, in Jesus with. And so that shifted my perspective of my time here on earth is so precious because I get to join in on this mission. Wow. And when you live life on mission and you feel like you have a purpose, it just makes everything 
in your life so much more fun. It makes it feel like you have some sort of reason to be alive right now. I'm not just getting through this period on earth so I can pass the test and get through it and then I'll get to eternity. But no, I have a small window here on earth where I get to preach the gospel, where I get to say the good news to as many people as I can and I get to live on mission here on earth and it just changes my perspective on on what my life is right now before I get to heaven, before I get to um, the throne room. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Jimmy. I love that idea that you shared. Um, It's not just about like me getting through. Right. um, But rather like through my life that Mm -hmm. others might come to know Jesus. Right. I mean... Like, I'm thinking of my mom right now who reminds me of of the quote all the time that, like, life is short, eternity's long. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love that. True. I thought we were talking the other day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have any regrets yeah. in eternity. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I know. And, and yeah. you're someone who's so, uh, I just know gets that. And I just mm-hmm. feel that kindred spirit with you. Like, I don't want to have any regrets in eternity. Like, I want yeah. to share the gospel that I might save some. Yeah. Obviously, it's yeah. God who saves. I I, I want to keep emphasizing that. Um, I guess one thing that's come to my two things that I'd love to talk about, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Number one, you know, what are some things that you want to get across to someone? Mm-hmm. You know, when you are uh, sharing your faith with yeah. them, um, and like how to be saved. Right. You know, uh, for some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm forgetting the other thing that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can circle well, back let's, to that. Let's, let's start with that. Yeah. Like, what are some things like, Hey, I want to communicate this yeah. to people when I'm sharing my faith. Right. I think, well, first of all, ultimately my end goal is that they would understand the good news of Jesus, that we were all sinners. And because of our sin, we are on a path that leads us to be separate from God for eternity, which is called hell. Um, But the good news is that Jesus paid the price I could not pay with his own life, was crucified, rose three days later, and offers me that very same eternal life and that resurrection. And so I want people to know the gospel, Mm. and the way I can present it can be different in different ways. For some people, they just need someone to tell them, listen, you are loved by me, but you're also ultimately loved by God, the creator of the universe, this is how he loved you. He loved you by sending his son. Some people just need prayer, and prayer opens up a doorway for me to present the gospel. Um, And so, yeah, my ultimate goal is that people would understand the good news of what Jesus did, because it honestly is surprising how many people, even Christians, don't really know how to articulate Mm. the gospel or don't really know what Christianity is all about, just because I think sometimes it can be portrayed as just a religion where you have to follow the rules and then that will get you into heaven. But the reality is it's so much better than that. (laughs) It's so much better. And so my goal in evangelism, it's so simple, but it's, it's to preach the the good news and the way I do that differs depending on the person, but that's my ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, what helps you Mm. to push past your fear of, man of of that just uncomfortable place right. of maybe bringing up something yeah. that like somebody's not necessarily like yeah. expecting or Absolutely. something like what helps you to push past that yeah it's a great question actually something that i think you told me once was that evangelism is a win, win, win. (laughs) And so if I preach the gospel to someone, say I run into a stranger and I'm like, hey, 
um, so random. You stuck out to me. I just wanted to share something with you. And then I share my faith with them. Um, say they don't respond, uh, but they're nice about it. And they're like, thank you, not for now. And they leave. A seed was planted in mm. there. And so that's a win. Yeah. Or say they have this amazing encounter and they're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you're so right. I, I want to know God. And, and they receive salvation right then and there. Wow. That's a major win. Yeah. Absolutely. Or say they absolutely reject you, maybe make fun of you a little bit, maybe like poke some jokes at you. They're, they laugh at you. Maybe they get mad at you. Huh. And you just, you just sit there and you smile and nod your head. That's also a win mm. because the Bible says that we get to partake in suffering as Christ. The right. Bible says that Jesus was hated, and so yeah. we should expect that as well. And so in, in every situation, it's a win, win, win. We wow. suffer for Christ, we see salvation, or we plant a seed. And so that's kind of helped me in, in going up to someone being like, no matter what happens, there's no losing. Mm. No matter what happens, I am winning. Um, and so that's kind of taken the burden off of me of, there's no way that this can go wrong. Wow. You know? That's yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm encouraged. Um, that's cool to know though, that that's helped you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Share your faith. Let's talk for a second, Jimmy. Like, you know, I know that, you know, Christians and I think maybe people in general are gifted in different ways. Yeah. But I do believe that everyone is called to make disciples. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, and you know, Paul even talks to Timothy, like, do the work of an evangelist. So right. there are different ways. So some people emphasize mm-hmm. relational evangelism yeah. where, you know, you really build relationship um, and kind of have that kind of trusting relationship. And then you share. Yeah. Then there's kind of this more side of, you know, like we're, we're going up to someone who's never, yeah. you know, yeah. that we don't really have a relationship with. Maybe yeah. even like asking God for a word for someone, like yeah. a kind of prophetic power evangelism. Yeah. And I just want to hear your thoughts, Jimmy, mm. on kind of the spectrum of yeah. ways to do evangelism. Right. Kind of anything you'd want to say to this yeah. audience about kind of one or the other or both or yeah. just would love Absolutely. to hear. Yeah, I think evangelism is so important in the, sen- in the sense of reaching out to strangers like, like Jake and I were talking about, like going to Starbucks and, and finding a stranger. But ultimately, I think what is so valuable in in preaching the gospel is letting your life preach the gospel itself, living the gospel yourself so that people are drawn to you and see the life that you live and that you're living in, in the freedom that Christ has offered you and see that. And so, for example, like I was in high school and I would preach the gospel a lot. I would I would pack out the gym, have free pizza, the classic like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like gym rallies, and I would preach the gospel. But I think Many of the testimonies I've seen of people coming to faith in my high school were actually just the fact that I loved people because I had the love of Christ in me. Wow. The fact that I respected my teachers when other people didn't respect my teachers. And the Bible talks about that. He says, they will know that you are Christians by your love. Mm. And so really, there's so many ways that you can preach the gospel. It doesn't have to be you going up to a stranger. It can be you loving people radically in a way that's countercultural to the way the world loves people. And so really, my in my mind, I would like to think everything I do right now, I'm an ambassador for Christ. That's so good. Second Corinthians yeah, 5. Exactly. I'm an ambassador for Christ. People, when they look at me, should look and see someone who really gets it, who, who has the love of Christ in them. And so, yeah, and that's kind of helped me live out a life of evangelism. It's mm. not just a moment or a 30 minutes of my day that I'm preaching the gospel. It's my whole life reflects the gospel. Wow. Yeah. 
That's so good. Yeah, I just think it's I I I, mm-hmm. I agree that like yes, there's the hey, let's go up to someone yeah that we don't know, but there's also the building of relationships yeah. and just loving and just ultimately being yeah. um someone who radically knows yeah. Jesus, you know? Exactly. And yeah, and I think I have a very big like extrovert personality and I love talking to people. And not everyone was made that way. Yeah. And I think sometimes there can be this hindrance of, oh, well, I'm not super outspoken. I'm not meant to preach the gospel. That's maybe reserved for someone like Jimmy. Um, and, and there's almost this sense of, I don't feel qualified Whoa. to preach the good news. And and I felt not qualified to mm. preach the gospel so many times. Um, if you don't know my story, I had this voice condition, made my voice super high, super scratchy. People noticed that. Thank the Lord I got healed. But wow. when my voice wasn't healed, people noticed something was wrong with me, with my voice. And so it gave me this hesitancy of, uh, I don't know if I'm the most qualified person to preach the gospel. They're not going to focus on that. They're going to focus on what doesn't qualify me. And something that really um, just helped me feel like I, I am qualified. I am I, I can preach the gospel. I can be used by God is this verse in um first Corinthians um one. It just says this. It says um let me see if I can find it. Um it says this. It says consider your calling brothers. Not many of you are wise according to worldly standards. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel wise. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. He chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being can boast in the presence of God. And that verse kind of shifted everything of, maybe I'm not the most qualified person right now, but God chooses the least qualified because that's how he brings his glory, you know, because he uses things that maybe don't, that maybe seem weak to bring strength because it, it shows off that God could use something weak. And so that, that helps me. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, that sounds great for you, Jake, and you, Jimmy, but I'm not the, I'm not the kind of person that can do that. Wow. Then my Bible says, like, that's actually exactly who God wants to use. It's, wow. it's who the world thinks shouldn't be used. Wow. And so know that you have a mission. You have a purpose here to change people's eternities. Don't let your insecurities hold you back from the gift of being used by God. You know, you are qualified, and it's ultimately the Holy Spirit that qualifies you. But come on, yeah, preach, that, that's brother. one thing that, that helps me. Yeah. Whoa. You know, Jimmy, do you remember we were talking about faith, and there was that quote? I can't remember where it's from, but it was the idea that every man or woman of God mm. has to, at some point in their life, overcome the lie mm. that all the promises of God are for somebody else. Yeah. Or exactly. like, or like that, that great moves of God are, or, or, you know, whatever yeah. promises of God, you know, I don't even know exactly what the quote was talking about, but like basically this lie that, mm-hmm. Oh, that's for somebody else. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. you know, God speaks to them. He doesn't speak to me. Right. Or yeah. Like you said, yeah. like we're talking about like, Oh God could use them, but he can't use me. No, yeah. every single yes. man or woman of God has to come to a moment yeah. where it says, no. Yeah. I will take hold of my inheritance. I yes. will take hold of yes. what is mine yeah. that is given to me in yes. Christ. Absolutely. And so I just feel like even there's something on that, even right now of just like, you know, I just want to bless whoever's listening to this um, to really uh, let go, let it come off of you that, yeah. that, you know, 
great things of God and the promises of God are just for other people. They're not for you. No, it's for you, right. my friend, if you're in Christ, if you've yes. received the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, just thanks for bringing that, Jimmy. Um, yeah, that's so awesome. I love uh, that. And Jimmy, just as we're, you know, kind of going, mm-hmm. are there any other just scriptures or verses mm. that just like really stir your heart um, yeah. when it comes to evangelism? Yeah, I already mentioned it a little bit, but there's a couple of verses in the Bible that, that just say it so simply like, that the Lord desires that none should perish, right. but that all should be saved. And First Timothy actually says, and so therefore, please, I, I urge you, make supplications mm. for all people. And for me, when I really started to get the heart of evangelism was when I would spend time with God in the word and I would see his heart for other people. Whoa. You know, and so slowly the Lord started to give me his perspective on the way he sees other people, you know, where maybe I would walk past people. Now, sometimes I look at people and, and I say, I see them the way God sees them. He formed them before the, uh, the foundations of the world. He had a plan for them and he longs for their salvation and he loves them more than I could ever love them. And so when I recognize that, I see people and I'm, I'm filled with this love, but also this burden that God's heart breaks because there's people that don't know him. And so, yeah, that, that scripture there in First Timothy where he desires that all would be saved really helps me because it's not just something that I want to do, but it's something that God Come on. wants. You know, I, I'm doing something that's pleasing to God, and it's almost like an offering to God. Like, Lord, I know this is something that you long for, Whoa. that your heart breaks for, and so my life, I will lay it down, and I will let it be something that will give you this gift. Lord, mm. let me give you this gift wow. and, and help me to see people the way you see people. Help me to have a love for people the way you love people. Wow, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, you, you mentioned the the Great Commission. Yeah. You mentioned, yeah, just now, First Timothy, um, I think it's 2.4 and Second Peter 3.9. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just, Jimmy, something I love about you is like, <laughs> we were, this is kind of, we were talking about prayer, yeah. but I was like, what, what helps you believe that prayer makes a difference? And you're like, yeah. I just was reading my Bible. You yeah, know? Like, it's, it's just true. like, wow, it's just, there's so much in the word that yeah, shows absolutely. God's heart. I mean, the whole scripture is God's redemption story, right. you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just feel encouraged in this moment to be reminded again mm-hmm. of God's heart for the lost. And I think, I just want to come back to that, like, and just be really clear again. Yeah. Like, I believe scripture leaves us knowing ultimately that God is the judge and he will judge fairly, yeah. you know, and equitably. Yeah. But we see in scripture that people need yeah. Jesus Christ to be saved. Like yes. the, 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 yes. the, the doctrine of the fallen man is so important that we are sinners separated from God. Right. right. Which means we will be, you know, for unrepentant sin, we will right. be judged and right. away from him for forever. Right. So everybody that we look at when we walk through our day, when we think of, you know, um, just the people that we see, all these, all these people, um, we, it does something to you when you really yeah. believe, unless this person yeah. comes to believe on Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and call upon him to be saved, they right. will not be with him for eternity. Right. And, and that's pretty radical. Um, that's something intense to believe, yeah. but it's something that. I believe the scripture leads us to believe. And I was thinking, I was asking um, 
one of my mentors recently is like, what do we do with like, how do, how do we make sense of that? That's like, mm. that's a hard teaching, yeah. no, it you is. know? And my mentor who I just love so much, he's like, you know, I've come to the place where instead of leading me into philosophy about mm. how does that all make sense? It leads me to urgency Yeah, to yeah. share. And yeah. so I just wanted to like make it clear on this podcast that that's a huge source of the drive yeah. for our evangelism yeah. is we believe the gospel that there's yeah. only one way to be one saved way. and yeah. it's through Jesus Christ yeah. um, and his atoning death on yeah. the cross. And I don't know, Jimmy, anything you want to add to that yeah. or the sense of urgency that we feel? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there is a sense of urgency that there is only one way to enter into it, uh, heaven and it's through Jesus. He is the only way. If you have Jesus, you have life. If you do not, you do not have life. It says that in first John, um, and I think sometimes there, there's this hesitancy of, oh, I don't want to push my faith on other people. I don't want, I don't want to like make people feel uncomfortable. Like I'm forcing them to believe something. And obviously, we never want to force anyone to do anything. Of course, but there is an urgency that there's is the only way. And Christians are not the only ones giving people away. There's right. so many other, not just religions, but but culture would say there, no. There's so many different ways to get to heaven or maybe it's not heaven but there's so many other ways to have life but they're all counterfeit and we know because of the bible that there is only one way and we're not the only ones pushing a certain way the whole Mm, world is giving other ways but those ways lead to death and we know the way that leads to life and so yeah there's a part of me that says i i need to do this because because i know that people are believing something false and that's leading them to death you know if, if i don't have a kid but I, I'm sure that my mom, if she saw me walking towards something, towards the end of a cliff, like she would stop everything she's doing. She wouldn't care what other people would think. She would just run up and grab me and say, no, don't go that way. That's leading to death. Come this way. Go the opposite way. And so the same way, I think I have the responsibility of if I see someone walking to death and I know that there is a path that leads to life, my obvious answer is, Hey, I gotta tell. Someone. I gotta tell someone. I gotta tell you. You're not going the right way. Right. And so, yeah, there is a sense of urgency. Yeah. Wow. And yet, Jimmy, I love that you brought it. You brought this reminder that yeah. while there's urgency, there's joy, and yes. there's this yeah, sense absolutely. of get to. Yeah. It seems like that is something that you know is on you. You know, right. and and you really that really encourages you. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. No, it's it's all it's all from a place of love. It's all from a place of this is something I'm invited into. I get to write myself into the storyline of what God is doing on earth right now. And I have a purpose. I have a mission. And and at the end of the day, it's it's not I don't preach the gospel so that I can pat myself on the back mm. and say, "Whoa, Jimmy, look, you, you got three people to say this prayer. Right. No, it's all out of I love people and I know God loves people. And this is something that I get to join in and, and write myself into this storyline. And so, yeah, it, it's not about numbers. It's not about, it's not about me being better than other people. It's about me being friends with God, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so good. Jimmy, as we kind of get ready to wrap up, thanks so much for yeah. um, just having this conversation with me. Just anything else that's yeah. on your heart, you know, when yeah. it comes to living for the day. Yeah and evangelism, anything that we didn't get to that you're kind of like, oh man, I would love to say this. Yeah, Yeah, nothing super long, but just 
in the terms of living for the day, something that's so encouraging to me, Jake mentioned it, is believing the Bible is true, you know, just really believing it and, and not settling for anything less than what the Bible says is true because the Bible has so many amazing promises. And so when I get to hold on to that and say, I want to be unwavering and believe that this is true no matter what, even if my life doesn't reflect it, I'm going to keep fighting until I see that the Bible, um, it gets, gets fulfilled in my life and the promises Mm. of scripture you know, and the, and the Bible says it itself. It says everything else will fade away, but the Bible, the word of God will endure forever. Wow. And so that's ultimately something that can tie into everything. It ties into my prayer life, my, my evangelism, my everything is, if I believe the Bible is true, then everything flows out of that. And so I just want to encourage you that when you read the Bible, it's not just a book. It's, it's alive. It's active. It's something that will last forever and it's something that's powerful. And so, yeah, let's not forsake the Bible. Let's remember that this is something that is eternal. Yeah. Jim, that is just the perfect way to, <laughs> yeah. to end this. And you're right. Like, I think of in when Paul's like, mm-hmm. um, if Christ isn't raised, we're to be pitied among all. <laughs> right. It's like, if the Bible isn't true, then... Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, this is... This is why we would be yeah. fools for Christ, that we yes. would be fools, that yeah. we would be foolish in the eyes of the world, mm-hmm. that we would lay down our lives. Yeah. It's because we believe that the Bible is true, not because, yeah. um, you know, and just I act on that belief. And I act yeah. on that belief. Why? Because, because we believe that it's inspired by God, that it's yeah. every word is God breathed. So I yeah. just, I don't know, I just feel ministered um, in, in this moment. Uh, by you to just keep myself saying, no, I believe this. Yeah. I believe this book. Yeah. Not just because it's a book, but because it's God's word. Right. And um, so thank you for that, Jimmy. And I just want to help other people, the people that we get to serve and yeah. love and lead. And even people listening to this podcast, let's believe the Bible. Like Jimmy said, yeah. Jimmy, uh, I love that you, I don't know, something that comes from your life is a permission to just be fully um, given over to the Lord, Mm -hmm. to make Jesus your everything. And just, I don't know, I just feel like there could be uh, something special in you just praying a prayer for people listening to this podcast. Um, Could you just pray a a prayer of blessing for them as as they seek to share their faith to to grow in evangelism and just for a permission yeah. to be radical for Jesus to believe the word of God. Yes. Would you just pray yeah. for the person listening yeah, to this? To. Yeah, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for everyone listening right now, Lord, that they're listening to this for a reason, Lord. I just I do believe, God, that there are people that are listening to this right now, Lord, that you drew them to listen to this because you had something that you wanted to say to them, Lord. And so I just pray right now that everyone listening would just be receiving the joy of their salvation, Lord, that if if they don't know you, Lord, if they do know you, Lord, that ultimately the joy of salvation would come on them, that they would realize the good news of Jesus, Lord, that we wouldn't feel like we have to move on from something simple like John 3.16, but Lord, would, would we see, receive the joy of salvation, Lord? I pray for everyone listening that you would release a hunger to know you more, a permission to believe the Bible, God. I just ask, God, that the Bible would be made alive and active 
in their lives. In Jesus' name, Lord, only you can do it, Lord. Only you can stir up a faith in us. And so I pray, God, in your mercy, in your grace, and in your steadfast love, would you just release a grace to believe the Bible and a hunger to read it more, Lord. I pray for testimonies to come out of this podcast, Lord, that people would preach the gospel. I just say no, and I disagree with the lies of the enemy that we're not able to be used by you, Lord. And I just say, God, would you give us the faith and the boldness, God, to not be ashamed of the gospel, but to preach it, Lord, Lord, and to see it reflected in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, something uh, came to my mind that I, I wanted to make sure that was said that I know that you'll agree with Jimmy is that, you know, at some point in our family's story, yes, somebody mm-hmm. took courage right. and shared the gospel. Right. 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 At some point, somebody right. took a risk. Right. You know, I don't even know exactly when it was in my family's story, but at some point someone took a risk. Yes. And how thankful are we, Jimmy? Yeah. So someone, thankful. So thankful. Someone was a fool for Christ. Right. And took that step and said, I'm going to share my faith and eternity's different. Yeah. And that's so good. And I love how you said it was a risk. You know, it was a risk. And sometimes I can hesitate to do hard things because I, I can get into my mindset of everything is light and everything is easy, which our burden is light and, and it's not burdensome. But there is something that we are invited into when we get to take risks for God and do things that are hard. There's something in, it, special about that. And so as as you guys go out and preach the gospel, and if it does feel hard sometimes, know that that is a good thing. It, it's a good thing to do hard things for God. It's a good thing because it's worth it. Yes. It's ultimately worth it. Yes. And so if, if it doesn't come easy, then know that, again, it's a win-win-win. And don't be afraid to do something hard. Don't be afraid to take risks. Come on. Jimmy, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I love living for the day with you. Love it so much. (laughs) All right. Uh, We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Come on. Well, I don't know about you, but I know that I am encouraged and inspired and more equipped to live for the day after talking with Jimmy in this episode. And so I hope you are too. And uh, let's do it. The nugget for today is just kind of going back to that line. It's just a thought and it's just the idea of what is something you can start living into your life, putting into your life that'll help you to have no regrets in eternity. And by the way, I believe that we we won't live with regret in eternity. So I just want to be clear about that. God's going to wipe away all our tears. Um, and there won't be any sighing or pain. But I just think that this is, that's an inspiring thought. I don't want to have regrets in eternity. And so even just thinking about that in the present right now, what is something that you want to put in your life? You know, eternity is coming. Life is short. Eternity is long. That's just going to help you be confident. I'm not going to have any regrets in eternity because I'm living for the day. Let's go. So, um, yeah, hope you're encouraged. Hope you're equipped. Hey, if you're willing, would you be willing to, uh, on, uh, Apple podcasts, especially leave a review, um, of this podcast that just would help more people find it and, uh, Lord willing be encouraged and equipped to live for the day. Thank you so much. 
and uh, we'll see you next time.